Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, happening Mike Schmidt 40 year old boy podcast uh third attempt at doing this show not gonna lie to you it's Monday I've tried this show three times I was doing the show a second ago a second ago half an hour ago I was recording and I sat here and look I I don't proclaim to be an expert in anything except for this part of it the talking part that I got nailed down that I got sussed that I can do in my fucking sleep and as a matter of fact I am right now I'm sleeping I'm actually if, if, if a z slips out I do apologize to you folks um I'm recording this fucking show and I'm here, right? Okay. And I'm, t- I'm sitting here, I'm babbling, whatever the fuck. And I'm kind of talking in circles and I hit, uh, I, I accidentally used a word. I was talking, I'll, I'll tell you, I was talking about hobos. I remember that vividly. <laughs> and, uh, and then I started talking, I spun off and started talking, well, fuck, should I just talk about it? I guess I should. Should I just do the fucking content over again? Why am I telling you that I have to redo the show? Nobody cares about that. You just care about content. You've come here for the content factory. You guys have lined up to get yourself some content. And uh, I've lined up to just sit here and do a show because I don't want to go outside because it's fucking raining. I didn't want to check the goddamn mail out there. Jesus Christ. It's pouring fucking rain outside like weird, crazy puddles and all sorts. And and it's that kind of rain where you just think to yourself, man, I wish I could help homeless people. I want to. Uh, And I know this sounds like what I was talking about before with the hobos, but I wasn't, but I sort of was. (laughs) What a mystery. (laughs) You guys will never know. Uh, I, I, I was like eight minutes into the show or something like that. And I just, I fucking... Uh, all right, here, I'll tell you. So I was talking about rain. I was talking about all the rain and how the mudslides are fucking people up and how we always think out here in California, you hear the mudslides hit Malibu and, and it fucks up rich people all the time. See, this is, this is the problem. I don't have, I don't have a plan. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm a, I don't have a script. I don't sit down here with anything that I'm really going to talk about. I might have beats in mind and things like that. Uh, I might have a note sheet, What I have, you know, I do, I have a note sheet. I won't lie to you. It's got a couple of topics written on it. And then I hopefully will go ahead and ring whatever the fuck I can out of those. But this was not on the topic sheet because you know how it is. I open up the microphone. I start talking about one thing and all of a sudden we ping pong we're all over the goddamn place. Well, it's raining. So the rain got me thinking about natural disasters and the fact that there are mudslides and shit like that outside. There's puddles and then there's homeless people sleeping under fucking viaducts. And in my head, I was just like, man, that's fucking uh, terrible. So I think I verbalized it and I said, you know, uh, 
I called them hobos. And I said, well, look, they're not really hobos. They're victims of, of being homeless. And then I said, well, no, fuck that. If you're homeless, you're a hobo. That's just the way it works. And I don't mean, you don't have to be a bad hobo. It's not, it doesn't mean you're a mean guy. And I don't know why hobos get a bad rap. It's not like all hobos are mean. Some hobos are mean. Some hobos, I hate, look, as we all know, I hate the funny hobo. I don't care for the hobo with the sign that says, we, I need money for beer. Why not be honest? <laughs> fuck you. Change your pants. Go get something else done with your life. Jeez, I know, I know you live in a yard and that's fucking terrible for you, but don't sit here and be like, we, I need beer. Why should I lie to you? <laughs> Look at this cardboard. I can barely afford it. I can't even scratch my ass. Well, fuck you, man. The last thing I'm going to do is give you a fucking quarter because you just said you're going to go buy beer with it. And look, I don't give a fuck if you buy beer with it. I don't give a fuck what you do. If you if you want money, I give it to you. If I got money, I give it to you. If I got bottles of water, I give it to you. But what I hate is when a hobo is just like, when he tries to be funny. I don't know why it's a pet peeve of mine. It just is. You know why? All right, here's why. Because my job is being funny. So when I see people laughing at Hobo Jones, who's trying to be hilarious outside with like a clown mask or something, or a guy who put like a devil and an angel on his shoulder, and he's like, ah, this one tells me to get beer, but this one says to go get a house. Wee. No, that's actually not a bad gig for a hobo. Hold on. That's a pretty good scam for a hobo. You know, I, it may, you don't put me in charge of giving the hobos a reason to, to, to get money. I could probably fucking wrangle a lot of dough out of people for hobos by giving them that fucking angle. Because again, if you come at me with some sympathetic, oh, my baby has cancer. I, you know, we're going to do whatever we can to help you. But if you're like, I just need a tub of vodka, literally not even, not even a bottle. I need a tub of it. I need a goddamn wash tub full of vodka and a basin that I can rub my face on like an old shirt just so I can soak it all into my pores. That's what I need to do. I need I need a good vodka soaking. I need to be a you know what I need to be? I need to be a hobo raisin who jumps in a tub of vodka and becomes a hobo grape. Let's reconstitute me with just some goddamn Smirnoffs, baby. Let's go top fucking shelf. Is Smirnoffs top shelf? I don't know anything about vodka. I know it's made out of potatoes, right? See, why don't we do that? Let's give the hobos potatoes. Here's some potatoes. Here's some water and here's some cough syrup. That's a vodka starter kit, right? I've had vodka before. It's clean. It's a clean burn. So more, it's more like a lighter fluid or kerosene. There you go. Let's give them some kerosene, some potatoes and some water. There you go. Make your own vodka. Make hobo vodka. Strain it through a dirty sock. It's like, you know, the guys in jail are all industrious when they're not raping people. They're busy making fucking wine in the toilet. They're making pruno with whatever the fuck they get out of the commissary. How weird is prison? What a terrible thing, right? You just live there and people got to fill up your comments. Like I saw pictures this week of six, nine. Have you seen that guy? We talked about him on here. Fucking Takachi or whatever the fuck. Takahashi uh, and Tanahashi. I don't know. Some, I get all the guys from NJPW mixed up with this guy, this rapper. Takachi. Takachi. Toshiba. Is that Toshiba? That's who's in jail. Fucking. They threw in a fucking knockoff TV brand. Toshiba's in there now for fuck's sake. Shibo Inu. He's in there. That's a dog, right? Um. But this rapper goes to jail and everybody's like, yeah, fuck him, man. He totally deserves it because he like he I guess he exploited a girl. Then he's a dick and he ran with a bunch of gang members. And and I guess he's got a girlfriend in jail. Did I see that? Like a photo of him kissing a girl at, at something. And they're like, yeah, he's got a girlfriend and he's he's uh, he's they revere him in jail. He's he's a big, a big hero. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose. Look, I don't want all, all jail should be is a place for you to go to do your time for the crimes you've done. OK, I, we have overcrowded prisons. We should let all the drug people go. I don't understand why these people are still trapped in there. However, um, it's called penitentiary. So there should be some sort of penance that you have to pay. And it should be you should be becoming penitent while you're in there. And if all you're doing is making toilet wine and finger blasting your girlfriend and fucking meeting hours because you can pay the guards enough money. Is that really a deterrent? Now, look, you still got to go to bed at eight o'clock at night. Nobody likes that. Certainly not rappers. Rappers are usually up all night with their fucking uh, I want to say this booze, but I don't even know. Vive Clicquot. Is that what it is? Vive. I don't even know. For some reason, whenever I said I said rapper and that's because I was going to say Hennessy, but that's the fucking you know, everybody goes with Hennessy. Because you know me, I'll drink up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. 
Uh, perhaps, you know what? I should introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Mike. My name is Schmitty, pronounced with a witty. Uh, and all girls, all I would like to uh, fitty inside of my coop and we could go read goop and learn about Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm dumb. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that's this. And that's why I don't rap. You know, I should be, you know, I should lose this chunk of fucking audio, right? Should not let this fucking go <laughs> after that, after that line of whatever the chunk I, I, I just tried to put together. Let's fucking throw this in the fucking garbage. Um, but I hate losing chunks of audio and I hate trying to do shows. Then they disappear. And it just, it just, it frustrates me to no end, man. Because again, I'm distracted by the rain. I'm chilly. And I'm thinking about all the homeless people who are out in the rain who are fucking terrified and sad because they all sleep. I mean, and that's the thing out here, man. It's not even because when the fires hit, this is what I was talking about in the other clip. When the fires hit, uh, you know, it hit Malibu and everybody's like, holy fuck, all those rich people. Because it was like Will Smith had to evacuate and Joe Rogan had to evacuate. Everybody's like, Jesus Christ, these rich people, I got to get fucked up by these fires. But what I found out after the fact was that apparently, apparently, folks, now apparently, follow along with me. (laughs) I think somebody just knocked on my door. That's not good. I'm not loud. Dude, there's no way I'm loud doing this when I'm yelling about shooting bears in the face during that fucking Twitch thing. I'm, I'll be streaming. It's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, woohoo, I'm screaming. And in my brain, I'm like, just like, yeah, I, I wonder if my, someone wrote in this Twitch stream, they're like, well, your neighbors know you just killed a bear. And I'm like, you're goddamn right they do. <laughs> I just fucking smoked them. You know, in that game, Red Dead Redemption, uh, which, by the way, I found a new thing to do that's fun for me, and I'm going to do one of my favorite things that I said in a stream this week. Uh, there's a game called Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm playing it. I'm a cowboy, and on a steel horse I ride, certainly. Uh, and I am, I'm, this is no, not a lie, in two-thirds of the map, I'm wanted, dead or alive, because of crimes and things that I've done. However, uh, I, I fight animals all the goddamn time. I mean, there's like, there's bucks and elks, and I got bit by a couple of copperhead snakes, and uh, I've, I've had to fight a cougar. I mean, I've fought cougars four times, but I fought like five bears and I've killed all of them. I mean, I've, I've been killed by a bear twice, but I've killed five bears. And I, cause I know the secret to killing the bear now, cause the bear is fucking huge and it gets close to you. And all you do is knife the fuck out of it. And then you it push it off and then you'd shoot it in the head. Cause uh, my guy, Arthur is super crazy quick. So, uh, so I like killing the bears. That's easy as fuck. But when it comes to killing a sneaky snake, he bites me copperhead style and he fucking slinks off into the goddamn grass. I can't because I had to drink. I got to drink a can of kidney beans so I don't poison myself to death right away. You could not care less about this wild west thing. And that's all I want to talk about. My life has been consumed by it, by the streams and everything else. But you know, this is kind of like what I'm talking about here in real life. Because when I said in Malibu, these rich people were burned the fuck out by the fires. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, all these fucking rich people. But then after the fact, here's something I found out that I wasn't aware of. And then I found out later. Uh, did you know this? Did you know there's a fucking fuck ton of, of people off the grid living in the woods of Malibu and, and up near Pepperdine and, and all through these fucking like uh, these these people live in these cabins and they have stables and I don't know if they have phones and I think they're eating quake roats and they're doing whatever they can to not be noticed by the government and it has to just be a bunch of like it always makes me think of you ever hear about those Japanese soldiers who are hiding on islands and they found them 25 years later now look that could be a fucking myth it's a great story but like it's supposedly like 1969 or 1970 they found Japanese people living on a fucking island who thought they were still at war because they weren't getting any news for fuck's sake and you know what now that I think about it good for them I envy those fucking guys although they missed the whole sexual revolution which is probably bad oh I gotta be honest with you if you're trapped on an island with five other people you're having your own sexual revolution whether you like it or not because it's it's somebody's turning the barrel every week yeah how do you parse that out if you're five people trapped i don't want to say just dudes all right say we'll say it's three guys and two women the women got to get sick of banging those dudes eventually right i mean sure they're not gonna have a choice because the men are gonna fucking try to overpower them and it's gonna be a bad scene there on the island but if you're like five dudes or even five ladies uh, here's one of my favorite jokes i'll do this uh, my friends the untamed shrews comedians marge takis and uh susan smith 
we, we had a writing session one time and we were brainstorming ideas for them. And we were talking about, cause they were talking about having a camp, like an untamed shrews camp. And I said, well, you could have a crafting class. And I said, you could teach ladies how to make a vibrator out of twigs and bees. And, uh, and I was so proud of that joke and I'm telling you now, I'm telling literally, this is from 1994. I thought of that joke and I'm telling you now 24 years later. Um, but yeah, you got to figure if there's 15 ladies on an island, you know, they're going to get along. They're going to build a nice, a nice tent, a nice hut. They're going to build fires every night. They're going to have a good time. They're going to stay alive. If monstrous predators show up, certainly that's going to be an issue, but I'm sure these ladies will teach themselves how to use knives and weapons. Uh, but guys, if guys are alone on an island, the first thing they're thinking is like, what are we going to fuck? How are we going to do this? Who gets fucked? And they would draw straws and figure out which one of them had to be the lady that week. Uh, or at least had to pretend, you know, pretend to be the lady, whatever the fuck. Um, I don't know. Is this, is this proper me too language? I don't know if I'm, if you can, if you can have a proper, in these times of me too, can I talk about five guys having a circle jerk on an Island when they're trapped there for two years? Cause let's face it, you know, Tom Hanks fucked the volleyball. He had to right? At some point, Tom Hanks fucked the volleyball and castaway. And, and it's not like he even sweet talked it because he had that fucking beard too. It wasn't, he wasn't shaving to look good for the volleyball. So think about that. Think about five dudes on an Island, not shaving and just going, ah, let's fuck. You know what I mean? Because they got to, Lenny Bruce used to say that guys will do anything. Dogs, cats, trees, mud. They'll stick their dick in fucking anything. So I guess you would do that. You'd make like a, like a, a mud puddle that you just fucked, right? You just, you'd make it like a, I mean, I stuck my dick in jello before. That was not a fun thing to do. Hi, how you doing by year seven? Um, so I guess, but guys, you find a way you just find a way you fucking find a tight ass coconut and you fucking go to work at it and you lube it up with some kind of fucking, what, what could you find in the, I'd like, this is horrible. All right. (laughs) I was gonna say animal blood. Like you get some animal blood and you lube up a coconut and you just bang the shit out of it. And that's, uh, Look, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself that I even said that out loud, quite frankly. I don't know why I brought that to you. And I don't know why for now, for the rest of your life, you'll picture that whenever anybody says they're going to a, a tropical island. Hey, where are you going? Tahiti? Well, I hope your plane doesn't crash. You wind up fucking a coconut lined with elk blood. Are there elks in the Tahitians? I don't think there are. Are they called the Tahitians? Those are people, right? The Tahiti Islands, I think is what you would call them. <laughs> fish blood. There's fish there. Why not? Get some fish. Well, the fish, they don't bleed a fuck ton, do they? There's not a lot of, there's not enough. I mean, fuck, you're just using it as lube. Oh, dude, here, wait, hold on. Fuck that. Dude, get a fish, cut its head off. And there you go. If you pull the skeleton out, then you just got, you just, you're literally holding a flashlight. It's a fish light. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I'm inventing island sex toys. Ladies make a vibrator out of twigs and bees. Guys cut a fish's head off and pull out its skeleton xylophone style and fuck the hell out of it like a fish light. Woohoo! Dudes, now I'm not afraid to get stranded on an island because I'll always have a place to put my cock. It's fucking perfect. And now I can go boating again. Oh, finally, you know, I've avoided the high seas for so long, ladies and gentlemen, with that very thing in mind. You know why? Because I always thought to myself, well, fuck, I'm going to have to grease up a coconut with animal blood and just go to fucking work on it. But now, now I realize I get a stick, a string and a worm. I'll never I'll be getting laid forever. It'll be perfect. I'll be content as a motherfucker just banging a steelhead. Shing, shing, shing. That's how it sounds when you bang a steelhead. Shing, shing, shing. You fucking chop its head off. Pull out the bones. Shing, shing, shing. Just put a fish, a fish light, a fish sleeve on your cock and go to work. Now, here's a moral dilemma. Do you come in the fish? Or do you get close and pull out and just whale it into the river? Right? You should whale it into the river, I think. Uh... Oh, wait, but you're going to be in the river then doing that. Wait, wait a minute. Well, under this premise, hold on. We got to rethink this whole thing. Am I, uh, am I catching the fish in the water and then cutting its head off and then standing in the river and just standing up and wailing the fuck out of it? That just seems uncomfortable. And also looks like if, you know, you don't want the other four dudes on the fucking island to come along and see you there doing that. They're just like, holy shit. Schmidt, he's working a fish light. We got to go ahead and avert our eyes. 
Uh, because they're all out there building a fire and trying to fucking get transport and contact the mainland. And I'm out there just with my I'm, I'm fucking balls deep in a pike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at this fucking thing. Or I guess you could catch like a fucking stingray and wrap it around like a fucking. Oh, there you go. Look at this, dudes. I can fuck anything you got in the ocean. You, you, you think you can't? You think I can't? You think you're going to put that past me? You put me in the ocean. I'll fuck anything you bring it, bring it to me. Blow hole. It's going down. Boom, boom, boom. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm banging a lot of shit in the ocean. I'm fucking a lot of shit in the ocean. That's how I handle my business. Fuck the ocean. Literally. Uh, <laughs> this boy, I remember the Seinfeld. The sea was angry that day. My friends, I'll tell you this. If I show up, the sea's totally angry. They're just like, Oh, look at that fucking guy. He's back to fuck us. Now, look, man, let me ask you this. If you're a fish and I put the, I, I, I really want to know your answer to this. Ah, no, I don't. But so what if you're a fish? Uh, are you more disappointed with the fact that I cut your head off or are you, are you then humiliated by the after effect and I want to banging your corpse? How, I, what do you, cause people always are like that when they're like, Oh my God, I don't, I, if you're like, you know, fun necrophiliac, get your body or digs you up and fucks you in the ass. And you're just like, Oh man, that's the final insult. But I mean, when the lights go out, Tony Soprano style, you don't give a fuck if somebody puts a dick in you. Right. I mean, you're fucking finished at that point. Uh, you're, you're not around. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got weird things about the afterlife. I still don't fuck me when I die. I guess I could just go ahead and throw it. I mean, if you're a lady, you can fuck me when I die. Although if Jesus Christ, if I can get it up when I'm dead, that's fucking, oh, I sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I don't doubt that I could quite frankly. Um, but if you want to just, but if you're like a lady fucking mortuary person, and you just want to fucking juice up my cock with the embalming fluid and then go to work on it. Why not? There you go. I got to think you're going to find a, a better specimen than me, but who cares? I mean, because I literally I'm from the, like I said, from the shoulders up, I'm your guy. I'm all mouth and I can, I can fucking talk to you and I can go down on you and whatever the fuck. And the rest of me is not great shakes, but if, uh, but maybe, you know, maybe the embalming fluid brings a, a whole new fucking, uh, dimension to me and my fucking, as I lay there cold with a, just a fucking crazy stiff embalmed up cock and you're riding it and staring down at me with my blue lips. Uh, you got to think my lips are blue. Like, right? let me ask you this. All right. Do necrophiliacs, they, they make up the whole face, right? They, they put a whole, they put clothes on you. They pretend they're on a date. They, they, they serve you a steak. They sous vide you a steak. God, I got to tell you, that's stuck in my head, man. Sous vide is stuck in my head. Who did, uh, a friend just wound up. Oh, our, our friend Jamilton in Florida. Cause you know, when I went to see uh, Colette and her husband, Doug, they had a, uh, a sous vide machine and they made me the best sous vide steak I've ever had in my life. It, uh, they've also made me the only sous vide steak I've had in my life, but I would say it was one of the top 10 steaks I've ever had. It was crazy delicious. They did a sous vide thing on it and then they threw it on the grill. It was so good. And then on Snapchat, our friend Jamilton from Florida sent me a thing and she was sous vide something. She got it for Christmas, uh, but she got it like a sous vide machine from Target. And she was sous vide like, I think, some salmon or something. She was going to work on it. And uh, and I got to be honest with you, that salmon is very lucky that Jamilton found it and I didn't because bang, bang, bang. You know me. <laughs> I cut off I cut off that sockeye's head. I pull out the skeleton and woo, shing, shing, shing. That's how it works. I got a handful of sockeye and I'm buried inside it. Balls deep in a sockeye. Shing, shing, shing. Uh... <laughs> you can be balls deep in a sockeye or balls deep in Sakai. If you're fucking the Iron Chef, Hiroyuki Sakai. And now we're back to Takachi in jail. Why not? That's what brings me back. That guy's in jail and, uh, and they're taking pictures of him. It's like, and they're saying he's having, he's fine. And then he can't be fine, right? He's not fine. Uh, there, there has to be one person in the jail who's like, I fucking hate that guy. I, but I mean, I know he's paying for protection. I mean, clearly he's doing that. Anytime a rich guy goes to jail, uh, like we all saw out of sight. We know that Albert Brooks was paying for protection. 
because he was, you know, for a white collar guy, I want to be in a blue collar prison and these guys wanted to fuck him up. And he was, he would have never survived five minutes if he wasn't coughing up money. Uh, just like you got to figure Tim Robbins and Shawshank, he would have made Andy Dufresne. If he had the money, he could be paying protection, but he didn't. And then the fucking sisters got a hold of him and that was bad news. And they got a handful of Robbins and sockeye and shing, shing, shing. Uh, but then he went off. He fucking cleaned house on everybody. Uh, well, at least he had the guards do it, which was fucking fantastic. And then uh, Andy Dufresne never got bothered again or whatever the fuck they said. And then there was a poster and then a, a pebble and then an escape. And then Andy Dufresne crawled through 40 yards of shit to go ahead and find a boat and sand it. What the fuck? Really? That's what you get out of prison to do, man? Don't you go get a zoot suit and fucking nail a chick? No, man. Instead, you crawl out and you go to fucking Zewatanejo and you hide your shit in a toy box. And then you go down and make a boat happen. I mean, I don't. I love Shawshank. It's brilliant. But it just seems like that. And. And, but also, you know what? Fuck it. If you're in jail and you're cramped up and you're in there for 20 fucking years and you know, you're playing the taxes and they come in and they smash the fucking phonograph and you're laying tar, you're doing all the fucking uh, bad shit that the warden wants you to do. And then you steal his shoes and walk the fuck out. Uh, or did you even steal his shoes? I think, you know, yeah, you didn't. You stole his suit. You didn't get to steal his shoes. That was the whole point. If you stole his shoes, they never, they wouldn't have noticed. But I guess they didn't really notice you anyway. As you walked into the bank, you did a billion different things, made all these deposits, you took all their money and you disappeared. And what'd you do? You went to Mexico. Now, look, we all know Mexico is not the best place in the world. For I mean, there's some places, but I'm sure Zewatanejo, if you're there, but I think if you got money, I guess you can be whatever the fuck. Dude, I just said in prison, if you got money, you're fine. So I guess in Mexico, it's the same deal. Not that Mexico's like prison. I've never been, uh, except for to Tijuana. But, uh, you know, when I went to Tijuana, that was bad news. I told you my friend got stabbed at the fork. That was fucking bad news. We didn't have enough money. Apparently, we did not bring enough money with us to Tijuana to make sure that my friend did not get stabbed by a hot dog vendor in the side, which was uh, really bad news. Um, but Andy Dufresne had all the money in the fucking world. Sure enough, he left, like I said, he left a fucking crayon box underneath a tree because God knows you wouldn't want to just fucking mail it to a P.O. box and let fucking Red pick it up there. No, do me a favor. Here's what you got to do, Red. <laughs> if you've come this far, you, know, you might want to come back a little further. Uh, this fur? If you've come this far, you might want to come a little farther. Well, he did come that far. He made him go out to a fucking, he had to get four rides and, and, and hitch to a fucking tree and then climb down and dig a hole and find. And what if, dude, what if Red gets there and the box isn't there? What happens then? And Red is just like, you motherfucker, because Andy's already in Mexico. He's making a boat. Now he's hoping red shows up, but do you think Andy's going to leave Mexico and go find red? If the fucking box isn't found and the money's not there, red's just going to go back to the hotel and fucking hang himself, man. Why not? That's what I would do. If I fucking, if I found out that Dufresne, the last guy I trusted fucked me, but now he's going to go to Mexico and fucking hang out and they're going to build a boat together. And I guess, look, I will say this. I look, I get the metaphor of it. Um, if you've been cramped up in a small prison cell forever and ever and ever, almost 20 years, the last thing you'd ever want to do is like live in a place. Like maybe you would just want to live in a fucking beach or you want to live with those, you know, beautiful sunsets and crazy breeze. And you want a boat so you can be out on the ocean because there's nothing around you, man, except for the boat. But then if you sleep underneath in the boat, it's just like sleeping in prison, right? Isn't a fucking underneath the boat in prison, just like fucking totally small, like a prison cell or a boat, not a boat in prison, but a, a boat, the, what do you call it? The, the aft. <laughs> what if you went to the aft or the underneath part of the fucking boat when you sleep in there? It's like very cramped, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know. I've never been in a yacht yacht. I mean, I've been sort of like walked on the top of one. We went to a, where do we take a boat ride? I took a boat ride in. Um, was it Hawaii? Yeah, we, uh, Karen and I took a boat ride in Hawaii. That was pretty nice, but we never went underneath. I didn't go to go see where anybody slept. Um, but yeah, if you're a prisoner, man, the last fucking thing you want to do is sleep in a cramped quarter. So you go to Mexico and you're out on the open beaches and you maybe you sleep outside. And, uh, and if we, actually, wait a minute, maybe that's the people who are up in the Malibu Hills. Hold on, hold on a second. Was it possibly Andy Dufresne and his family that could, uh, they got rained out of the hills or burned out by the Malibu fires? It could have been. And they're getting rained on now. 
Uh, because if I mention it's raining in California, it's, oh my God, is it bad? It is just, it is just so much fucking, and it's pouring and there's huge puddles and people are fucking terrible when they drive. I'm hiding. I'm hiding in my apartment now. Uh, I think we'll not to dinner a little bit later uh, tonight, but, uh, but boy, oh boy, is it fucking bad here. It's just, it's, you just don't want to be outside because I mean, I went to the gym this morning and I lifted and oh boy, did I lift folks. You know, let me tell you something. I'm sore and I'm not going to lie to you. I've been, and I've been doing well. I've been doing good things. Again, it's 2019. I don't know if I started this by saying this, or I might've said this on the other clip. Um, why didn't anybody tell me how hard it is to be a normal person? Why didn't anybody out there tell me how hard it is to be an adult? I mean, I had assumed it was, and that's why I'd avoided doing it for as long as I had. But, uh, but now having to get up and go to cardio at the gym and then fucking go lift at the gym and come home and, and, uh, and look, I, you know, I keep my house clean as it is, but also to, you know, yeah, it, it just, it just checking the mail and, and, and staying on top of everything. Oh, I don't want to fucking do all this. I mean, look, I've always done that. I've paid my bills. I'm, uh, oh, oh, I'll tell you this fucking shit. You want to talk about a train wreck? How about this train wreck folks? Get this, brace yourselves. Yeah. I got to warn you, you know, I have taxes due, right? I got to be paying those taxes and then I've got to file again. I got two more years to file on. So that's uh, in my future and, and, and about to be done. I got to talk to my friend, Chris in Portland. Hi, Chris. Are you listening? Um, but this happened when Ahmad was in town, uh, late December, uh, which is when I really should be back at school. Actually, that's late September. Well, I should go late December too. I don't care if it's late in the month. I got to go back to school. Uh, Ahmad was here and we were out and I, you know, uh, Ahmad is a guy like I, you know, we went to a fancy dinner and I, you know, I was able to pay for some stuff and everything, but Ahmad knows that I'm, you know, I'm not exactly rich. So he's pitching in, we're going back and forth, but I'm like, I, I paid for fancy dinner at animal. Cause that was important to me. He came to my country. I said, I'm buying him a big fucking dinner. And, uh, and then we'd go out and I'd get tacos or I'd buy whatever, you know, I just, I, it was important to me to go ahead and keep up, you know, that kind of thing, because Ahmad has been very nice to me and very kind. So, uh, so we go to get gas. Uh, this is, he's in town for like four more days and I stop at the gas station and I go to gas up and it says there's, it, it won't, uh, it says there's, you got to see cashier. And I'm like, all right, cause I'm using my debit card cause that's what I have. I go in and the guy, uh, and by, he was very, as you know, most, most clerks in gas stations are, are just understanding people. Aren't they? Don't they understand? <laughs> cause I walked in and I'm like, Hey, it's telling me to come see you. Why you see me? I don't, I don't know. There's a display on the thing. Uh, can we just gas up on six? Well, how much you want? Uh, 40, 40 bucks should be fine. Well, put the card in is I, I, I understand. I just, is it, is it ready to go? Yes. Just go ahead. Just put the card in. Oh, fuck. Now another person comes in. So they're watching this whole exchange and I put the card in and it says card declined. He goes, you are declined. I said, I, I go, that makes no sense. I go, there's money in the bank. I know there's money in the bank. Let me, can we try it again? There, there's no point. If you tried it here and you tried by, by, by the pump, there is no way it's going to work. I said, just one more time, dude, just 40, you know, try, try 30 bucks. Let's do that. Let's just try a smaller amount. Maybe I got to do two different payments. I don't know what's going on because again, that have you ever had that happen? Sometimes your ATM says, oh, cash can't be dispensed or whatever. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on, man? It always turns out to be some fucking snag at the bank and you did, and that you didn't see coming. Uh, and I told you, I have, I pride myself, man. I, I know that's, this sounds dumb because this is what a man is supposed to do. This is what a human is supposed to do. I pay my bills. I pay them on time. Uh, you know, I'm ahead of, I pay, I've never been late with my rent. You know, I, I just, it's, it's a point of honor for me that since Karen left and I've lived alone, I've been, I've been able to pay my bills on time, whether I've made money via comedy, whether I've made money via Uber, whatever I had to do at, when I went and worked at, at, at fucking barbecue house. I always, you know, I, I paid my bills and, uh, and that was like, you know, so for me, and again, this uh, 
prepare for, for adult cheerleading now at this point. The very fact that I have health insurance, I have car insurance, I have a cell phone, I have electric and gas and water and rent, and I see a trainer and I've got a fucking therapist and all this, and I pay for it and it's all, and I'm, I'm able to pay for it and survive and do, and do okay, uh, makes me very happy. I take pride in it. I didn't used to because I looked at it like, well, that's the shit you're supposed to do. You fucking got to do all this. But, you know, the very fact that you can do it alone in Los Angeles, because that is for me a big deal, because, again, uh, we're all one terrible thing away from having to sleep in the woods with the people who were burned out during the Malibu fires. I mean, I, I, you know, I tease and I talk about hobos, but I mean, I think everybody is, is not everybody, but I mean, a lot of people, a lot of us are all blue collar people. And we're all pretty close to having some, I mean, fuck, I'm playing video games now to, as a job and I'm doing this as a job and I love it. It's fantastic. I uh, brace yourselves for a word I don't like to use. I'm, um, I'm using my art to make a living and you guys are all helping and I appreciate it, whether it's via the Amazon link or, or Patreon or everything else. And you're allowing me to do the thing that I do best to make a living. And it makes me very happy and proud, but we are all, and if all of you decided you fucking hated me. Uh, and you just stopped and you bailed on me. Well, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I'd have to, I'd have to go get a real fucking job. I'd have to cut out a lot of stuff from my life and do what I could to bare bones it and make a living, which we all need to do. I mean, everybody, you've got kids eventually, you know what? Your kid needs shoes. Your kid needs two pairs of shoes. I've talked about this before. When you leave your house, you know, you live in your house when you're young and, uh, there's always sheets on the bed. There's always pillowcases. There's always towels for you to take a shower and get dry. There's always milk in the fridge. There's always a TV. There's always shit that you need. And then when you move out, you're like, oh man, I got to buy sheets. I mean, I went, <laughs> I talked about this before. I went and bought sheets and it's, you know, it's $60 or, or $80 or $150, depending on how much you want to spend it, your thread count and all that shit. I mean, you can get sheets for 60 bucks, queen size sheets, but then you're, it's, it, you're essentially sleeping in a bed of nails. And I'm, I'm, Yes, I know I'm very dainty. I get that. But at the same time, I'd like, you know, because also eventually someone else will be sleeping in the bed too. And I'd like them to not go, Hey, I don't think I want to go back to that guy's house because it's like sleeping on a goddamn handy wipe with fucking burrs underneath it. So you want to have nice things. You want to have decent sheets. You want to have good towels. You want to make sure that you've got, um, uh, you live a, a, and it's, isn't it, isn't it lame to take comfort in comfort? I mean, I guess it is and it isn't really when you think about it. For me, it's it's a it's a weird thing to be like, well, you know, I I needed this. I had to do this. Well, you don't you don't really have to. I mean, I don't have to see Shannon. I think I really like seeing Shannon and and in the long run, it helps me very much. But if I didn't go see her, well, I'd just adjust. It's not like I'm gonna go to a fucking elementary school with an AR fifteen. I mean, I'm gonna be okay. I'll be all right, I'll be sad, or I'll try to figure things out and and it but it's nice to have help. If I didn't have John, I would go to the gym or I wouldn't go to the gym or whatever. I would take care of what I needed to take care of, or I would choose not to, you know, John's a luxury. Shannon is essentially a luxury, even though I think I need her. I need John, but they're, they're luxuries when it gets right down to it. And if shit hit the fucking fan and you guys were like, ah, oh, we fucking hate this dude. And you guys stopped watching me play video games or listen to me record. or You stopped Patreoning me. You're coming to see live shows. Uh, this would all go away. I mean, I would, the first thing gone would be John and Shannon. Like those are the first things that would go. Cause I still, I have to have health insurance. You got to have car insurance. Um, you know, still got to pay for your cell phone. I mean, already I, you know, I, I cut the cord with cable. So that, that was 150 bucks a month that I cut loose. But then my, this is funny. My health insurance went up from, it went up 80 to $85 this year. So, you know, the money I saved here went there. Uh, but my, my car insurance went down a little too. So it's, it's all, 
it's all part of staying alive. You guys are doing it too. Like I said, you've got, you've got kids and sometimes you got to buy them school clothes or kid comes home and he's like, Hey, can I get two books? And you're like, yeah, I'll get you two books. Your kid wants a video game and you got to tell him no. Uh, and, and I, cause I always, this is really funny in my brain. I'm always like, well, fuck what's dude. Lunch is 15 bucks. Let's go get lunch. Um, there are people who can't afford 15 bucks because that 15 bucks is going toward their water bill because they had to spend money on their daughter's dental work. So maybe they can't join me for lunch. And in my brain, I get this thing because people will stop on the Patreon all the time. They'll go, hey, look, my financial situation changed. Uh, I had a listener this week. I won't say who, but um, she's planning a, a large trip for her family and she's doing a bunch of great things. And she wrote me and she's like, hey, look, I supported as long as I could. And right now, though, this bills are getting tight, but know that I'll try to get back on whenever I can. And I wrote her. I said, man, this is no apologies. Go do go do a beautiful thing for your family and have a fantastic time. And I'm, I'm always going to be here. You know, if you think about it later, then that's great. And if not, thanks for the support you gave up to this point. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate it very much. And that goes for anybody who's ever given me a fucking dollar. I haven't, you know, I should write more people back when they cancel and, and, and tell them that, but there's Patreon gives you an exit interview. And it's like, people are like my financial situation changed. And I mean, yeah, I totally get it. If you're finan- it's, that's the way it should be. Go ahead and take care of yours. I'm glad that you're taking care of me and you like what I do and you're paying for it. That's fucking awesome. And, uh, and it puts me in a good position a lot of the time because I know that I have people who support me, but if you can't, then you can't. And then we just, we deal with it as we move on. I don't know why I've gotten into this fucking circus of talking. Um, well, I, I, wait, I truly don't know why I got into the circus of talking. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, being, we're all one, one second away from being homeless. And, oh, I know what I was telling you about. <laughs> I was telling you about me getting to the one second that maybe made me homeless. Um, so the guy was, he, you know, I, and then I said, put it through again. It could be another 30 bucks. Just go ahead and do that. Just try 30 bucks. I don't understand. Just, uh, dude, just do me a favor. Just put it through one more time. And he puts it through. Declined. Next, I go, I did, I go, it makes no sense. And again, they don't give a fuck about your story. And I totally get the guy's got a gas station where he's got a business to run. But when you're cold cocked and dumb fucked and you're sitting there, you're just like, I don't, uh, man, I don't fucking have any idea what happened here. Like, how could the, how could the money have gone? I don't, dude, I'm serious. I, and he's because then you want to prove to him and the other guy in line that you're not a fucking deadbeat. It's just it, all the shame rushes forward. You know, it's like when I was a kid and we would have to go to the, we, you know, we'd, my mom would wait till the very last minute to pay the cable bill or the phone bill. And we would have to run to the grocery store and we, you know, at 4:59 PM and we said, call it in. So we'd, we'd pay the electric bill. So they would call it in. So the lights wouldn't be turned out that fucking night because my mom would get, we would have Illinois bell was the phone company. And then uh, I forget the name of the, uh, the the gas company or the electric company. It was and we would get the notice from them, okay, and 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 the bill that my mom wouldn't pay it. And then you would get the red notice. When you got the red notice, that was like they weren't fucking around. They were about to turn your lights off. So my mom would say, you know, say we got the red notice on February tenth, and it said we will turn your lights off on February eighteenth at five o'clock p.m. On February eighteenth, my mom would send us to the store at four thirty p.m. with with the money, and we'd pay it at four forty five. We'd go call it in. And they go, well, we'll take care of it in the morning. We'd like, you got to call it in. They're going to turn the lights out tonight. We got a red notice. And, and we would have to stand there. And go, you know, my mom's not there. Of course, it's just us children. These fucking urchins who burst in. Turn on. Keep, please keep our lights on, sir. We want more, more electricity. Uh, and we would tell the guy at the pharmacy, hey, you got to call it in because if not, they're going to turn the lights off tonight. And he would call it in and we would keep the lights on. So you got to stay. I've lived a life of staying one step ahead of the reaper. It's fucking devastating. You know, we, nobody wants powdered milk. Nobody wants fucking hand-me-down shoes. Nobody wants to wear old shirts. Nobody wants to go to toys for tots. Nobody wants to get uh, food from a church. You know, we, I, I've talked about how we got the fucking bag of peanuts and we smashed them during a poker game. I mean, it's just, you, you look back and they were a godsend and I'm happy they came. 
but uh, you never want to fucking rely on that when you get older. Like I said, I'll never eat, I'll never eat cube steak ever again. I'll never drink powdered milk. I, I just no thank you. I just there are things I will not have. And I buy name brand stuff. We've talked about it before. I'm at David's house, and uh, and they'll have uh, you know craft mayo, and I'm like fuck that Hellman's. You know I got to get a Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> you have to have the things that I that I like that are good. Uh, so, so I've lived that life when you have to, you, your, your face gets flushed and you get hot cheeks and you turn red because you're, you're denied. You don't have the money for something and you look, you look poor. Nobody wants to look poor. So I walked outside and I mean, and also my gas light was on. So I should tell you that that's, that was why we were stopping for gas. My gas light had come on in my car. And I got to the car and I said, Hey, uh, Ahmad, I hate to do this to you. And he's like, what? I go, I don't know what happened. My card got declined. Like we can go to the bank and probably straighten it out now, but can I, can we just, can you hit me up with a float me alone here to, to get the gas? He's like, yeah, he goes, I, you know, and he said, how much? I go, well, it's 40 to fill the tank. And I think he had 26 American dollars is what he had He had in cash. And I said, great. Um, or, or did he pay with his card? He might've paid with his, no, no, I think he gave me the cash. So then I went in and I paid the dude and I pumped it. I pumped whatever I could. And, and then we went on with our day. I didn't, I didn't really investigate anything. Um, but I, 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 you know, I also, another thing for 2019, I talked about grabbing the reins and being an adult and making your life a thing. Well, I mean, I have not kept a, a, uh, a check register, a bank register in, in four years. Got to be 2014 was the last time I was actually writing down transactions because it became so easy to just go online and go, okay, that cleared, that cleared, this went here. I got this much money and this is going here and I know how much I put in the ATM and I'm I'm pretty good at juggling numbers and keeping them in my head. Uh, So (laughs) he says now, so I, I, cause I, I knew in my brain, I'm like, well, I got at least like 400 bucks in the bank. I know I do. I knew how much I had when Ahmad came to town. I knew what I'd spent because I was ready for two weeks and and I was, I, I knew what was up. So, uh, so we went out that day, we did whatever the fuck we were going to do. And he was in town for a couple more days and, uh, and he left on that Friday. And then, uh, that Saturday I went, I went to the bank to see what the, I'm sorry, I signed into my bank account. Now I know you're thinking, well, Mike, why didn't you sign into your bank account when the mod was here? Well, I probably should have, but instead, uh, he was leaving in two days anyway. So I signed it. Cause I was like, all, all family business gets settled when my friend gets on a plane. So Friday I went home and I signed into my fucking account and, uh, I had no money in my account. It was gone. And not only that, I had bounced a check that I had written to fucking Shannon, which is I, I, try to tell that, try to tell your therapist, you bounced a fucking check to her. And, and the only good news is I've been with her for five years. That's never fucking happened. So I'm just like egregiously, I'm like, Gee, and I, look, I don't even want to write her checks. I wish I could Venmo her, but I'm sure it's for business purposes. She needs checks. But I immediately sent her a text. They go, listen to me. This check got returned. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but apparently an, an automatic payment hit the bank right when this got sent out. And I, I know I had the money, but I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to figure it out, but your check was returned. She's like, well, no, it's okay. It's never happened before. Next time you see me, just, just pay double. And I'm like, all right, great. I can do that. So, uh, so I'm looking, so not only did her check bounce, but then they dinged me for the $35 return check fee, of course. And then I look, and then there's a charge in my bank of like, uh, I'll just like, it was like 150 bucks. Okay. And then there was another check, another charge of like 170 bucks or no, 125. It was 160 and 125. No, 167. Yeah, it was, it was 168 and 125. 
And then, and then they had dinged me the 35 for that. And then, and so I'm looking, I'm like, all right, well, this is, this doesn't make any, and another hundred dollar charge as well. So I'm like, all right, well, this, I don't know. And, and, and it said other charge, like it didn't say what it was for. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, uh, now my bank was closed by the time I got home. So I couldn't go to Citibank and, and figure it out. Hi, I'm at Citibank. Now you guys know all that shit. Um, so I went on Saturday and, and I, in my brain, I was like, all right, well I had, cause I had some money. I'm like, well, I'll go deposit you know, like a hundred bucks in here to, to just at least cover this. And then I can figure out what's going on. So I did, I went to the ATM, uh, and it it's, I put my card in and it said, see tellers. And I'm like, all right. So I went in and talked to the tellers and I, cause I figured again, if you're, if you're on an overdraft, it won't take your money. I don't fucking know. And I went to the bank and I, I got in the front of the line and I said, Hey, look, I got a problem. I got to deposit money real quick. So I gave the money and the guy deposited it. And I said, look, there's an overcharge of like 35 bucks. And I said, there's also a check floating around for 75. So I put in 125 to cover that if it came back. And I said, and I don't know what's going on. There's two charges. I don't know what they're for. So this guy pulls them up and he says, uh, yeah, oh, no, I don't know what they're for either. I said, well, that's not good news. You're the bank guy. I mean, you've got, you've got a computer in front of you. I mean, I said, I went online and just said other debit. And he goes, yeah, that's what it says here too. I said, all right, well, that's kind of unacceptable because I need to know exactly what it is because I knew how much money I had. And all of a sudden I got dinged these two mystery payments. I don't know where they came from. Uh, but if you could go ahead and I mean, can I talk to somebody? And he's like, yeah, hold on. He went and, gra- and there was very, by the way, exceedingly polite, super cool. And it was Saturday afternoon. So I'm the only one in the bank, thankfully, because I don't have this conversation in front of a hundred people. And the guy comes back with a manager and the manager goes, okay, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure what this is, but no, let me take a look. And he goes, yeah, it just says other debit. I go, great. Can you, can you figure it out? He goes, well, no, it says. It said the other debit. I go, well, I, but then I got hacked. I go, I'm just telling you, I didn't spend this money. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it came from. And already it bounced a check and cost me 35 fucking dollars. And he's like, all right, well, hold on. Let me figure it out. So he went, and then let's put it this way. When you go to a bank and they, uh, they have to make a phone call. Never. That's never good, man. When they got to go, Hey, hold, we got to go call somebody. We'll be right back. Cause even cause in your mind, you're like, well, fuck I'm overdrawn. They're going to go call the fucking money cops. And I'm going to get thrown in debtor's prison. I'm going to have to turn big rocks into small fucking rocks until I can come up with $40 to pay their overdraft fee. What the fuck? And then in my brain, I'm like, well, settle down. You just put money in to cover that. So you're fine. But yeah, but there was, you know, the 250 bucks floating around that I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. No, 290 bucks. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck, we'll see what happens. The guy comes back for the phone call. He goes, all right. Um, our security department, which by the way, it's another, you, you, you thought the phone call was bad. You never want to hear a guy at the bank go, all right. So our security department here. And I was like, Oh, motherfucker, man, what are you talking about? And he just goes, uh, yeah, our security department, they, they just let me know, um, that this is a lean. And I'm like, what, I don't know what, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, some, and he named a company and I didn't recognize it. He goes, they put a, they have a judgment against you in some way. I go, dude, this is fake. I go, all of this is phony. There's no fucking way this happened. I go, I don't even, I go, what do you, and he goes, all right, I totally understand that. He goes, but unfortunately I can't do anything about it here. You have to call our security department and hash it out with them. But, um, but it's saying that you have a lien against you for $3,500. And I'm like, what the fuck? You've got to be kidding me. And, uh, again, nobody in the bank. So that guy looked at me and he's like, are you okay? And I go, yeah, I go, but that's just, that's insane. This is a fucking hack job. Like, I don't know how this happened or whatever. And he's just like, well, I don't, I'm really sorry. He goes here and he wrote me down three numbers. He goes, go call these people and you'll figure it out. He goes, you can't call today because it's Saturday. They're closed now. Um, but I'm telling you that this is what it is. That's what they're telling me. It is. He goes, one of those payments was made to a company because they said they have a lien. He goes, the other payment is a charge from the bank because you have a lien against you. 
And I go, excuse me? He goes, yeah, that's standard. Like if you get a lien against you, they charge you this amount. So now dudes, they sent some money to some fucking company, which is fine. But I have a $35 overdraft fee for the check. And then they charged me $125 for having a lien against me that I didn't even fucking know about. Like they just, I don't know if it's a procedural thing, but like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? You charged me $160 in fees because, because everything got jammed up from some company. I didn't even know the fuck it is. Uh, and I went, well, that's ridiculous, dude. He goes, I, I, I'm sorry. You have to talk to security. I'm not taking it out on you. I go, but this is all the shock to me. So I'm a little, I'm a little freaked out right now. And he goes, no, I totally understand. I, I'm sorry. You got to call them. So I leave the bank and in my head, I'm now I'm reeling also because, uh, I'm a cash only operation. So I just put 125 bucks in the bank and I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to work it out, uh, to have gas in the car and go drive for Uber and we can figure out whatever the fuck I need to do. I mean, I can go make instant money for Uber, but at the same time, I've only got a half a tank of gas and it's uh, dudes, you know how the feeling goes, you know, when you're close to the edge, you know what it means to be working class. I guess blue collar is the word I would use. That's you're just, you know, and whether, whether blue collar is me playing video games and talking on a microphone or not, I I'm still, I'm still in the netherworld of fucking I'm middle-class. I'm completely a middle-class guy. There's no doubt. So, uh, I go home and I'm like, fuck it's, you know, again, I can't call them cause it's Saturday. And I go home and I check the mail and I, there's a thick envelope from the bank. I'm like, all right, well, this is probably bad. I'm assuming it's not filled with money. <laughs> to make good on everything that happened. And it seems like a quick turnaround time because I was just there. I don't think it would reach my house this quickly. Get in the house and I open it up and it is a thick packet of paperwork. And uh, and I'm sure some of you have already guessed what happened here, but, uh, but I'm just going to spill it because what the fuck? Uh, you know, when my wife left in 2013, everything kind of went to hell as I talked about. Like I didn't know what the fuck was I was going to do. I didn't have a job. Uh, we were a two income family. All of a sudden we were like a no income family because my gig was gone and then she left and her gig was gone. And we were just, we had already been swimming in debt anyway. And we were doing what we were, we could to stay ahead of it. Uh, and then she just fled into the night, just grabbed my Monty Python DVDs and my rice cooker and said, see ya. And I felt you know terrible about having been a not so great husband. So I was like, all right, I'll take all this. I will be the sin eater. I will eat all the debt. Uh, I sold her her car for a dollar. And she went off and she did whatever she was going to do. And that was fine. And I, I started the slow seven year March toward having my fucking bills expunged because I thought about declaring bankruptcy. I went and visited a couple of people to talk about it. And, and this was already like two years in. And they said, well, bankruptcy rules have changed. Even if you declare bankruptcy, they're probably going to come after you and try to get this money. So your best bet now. And I, I, literally this is what somebody told me in a bankruptcy thing. They were like, you're, you're probably going to wind up paying anyway, even if you declare bankruptcy, but you can also hope that they just charge off the debts. If you declare bankruptcy, you will draw attention to this. They said, but they'll probably come after you for like three years. You'll be getting a bunch of stuff. And then it's just, they're just going to charge off the debts. And I was like, all right, well, uh, so, <laughs> so should I, they're like, well, we would love to help you with your bankruptcy if you want to do it. Um, uh, but also it was like, it was like two twenty five hundred to file bankruptcy. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have any fucking money at the time. And also they weren't taking a, a credit card. <laughs> they were like, it's cash only, buddy. You got to write us a check and we got to make sure it's in there. And I, and I totally got that. I'm in there to discuss bankruptcy. I'm like, can I use a card? And they're like, no, you can't motherfucker. Uh, and also, by the way, it wouldn't have been my card. It was somebody who was willing to help me out. So, I mean, I, I was, uh, uh, even, even they wouldn't even take my friend's card. Like now nah, we don't even do it. We just can't. It's got, you got to pay up front. So I went, all right, well, I'll take my chances. 
So every day I would get two or three letters from credit card people because there were 15 different accounts, 15 different credit card accounts that uh, were left in a lurch when my wife went into the wind and left me standing here holding the goddamn empty bag water. And so I, and over, over time, they wanted their full amount. They wanted their full amount. And then six months later, they were like, well, we'll take a little bit. We'll take a little bit. And then six months later, they're like, well, we'll charge this off. And if you just pay us three quarters of it, you know, it's this. And the funny part is me is they're negotiating with themselves. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just saying, Hey, what about if you paid us two thirds? Well, you know, what if you paid us half? And I'm like, I'm literally, all of them went into a box. Like I saved every single one of them. And I filled up a, a good medium sized box with the junk mail. And I, and when I finally shredded all the documents during rebirth, I finally felt confident enough to take them and throw them all away. Cause it wasn't statements or bills. It was literally just, they sold the debts to a fucking bunch of bill companies and they would, and I went through this before, you know, Karen and I hit a stretch when she had cancer and, uh, and we fell behind on some cards and I think I've told this story on here before. There was a guy, you know, they kept chasing us and everybody kept calling. It was a different guy every day and it was the same company. And I'd wind up talking to them on the phone. And then finally I got a guy I go, listen to me. I'm tired of this. I want to make a payment. I want to do what I can. And he's like, all right, if you send us $350, send us $350. He goes, and I go, well, who am I sending this to? This is the fucking netherworld or something. I'm just throwing it in a hole. And he goes, no. And his name was like Mark. And he's like, I'm Mark. I'm your, I'm your account representative. I will fucking handle this. I go, all right. So what do I do? Do I send this payment to you like care of Mark or whatever? And he's like, here, I will give you a specific address and I will be your point person from now on. Nobody else will call you. Nobody else will bother you. It will be just me. You send the 350. It shows good faith. And then you and I are working together every, you know, I'll call you once a week or you call me. I'll give you a number you can reach me at. And we'll figure it out from there. I said, all right, Mark, you're telling me that this is a done deal. We're done. We're square. Everything's fine. He goes, yeah, you just got to send the check. And I said, all right. So that night I talked to Karen and uh, we sent a check for 350 bucks. Two days later, phone rings and it's the same company. It's some other guy. And I go, Hey, uh, uh, I already have an account representative. And they go, well, yeah, I'm your account representative. And I go, no, you're not. I said, I'm, t- I'm dealing with Mark. And the guy goes, well, I don't know who Mark is. I go, well, I talked to Mark the other day. I sent a check for $350. It went to him. Uh, it went to your company, care of Mark. I had to put his, his associate number on the check. And so he's handling my account from now on. And the guy goes, I don't, I don't know who Mark is. And I'm, you owe this money. You need to pay it. And I said, I am in the process of paying it. I have a payment plan set up with Mark. So I, have just, I just sent $350. And then next month I'll send more. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, you got to send some this week. I said, I'm not, I, I just sent a check this week to Mark again, dude, here's his number, his direct number. He goes, well, that's my direct number. And I go, well, it's, this is his number and here's the extension. He goes, well, I don't recognize that extension. I don't know who Mark is, but you know, you've got to send me money like this week you have to send money or, or we're, you know, we're going to call the lawyer and I'm like, what? And he goes, I, you just got to pay me. And I just, I literally, I was dudes. And I'm on a landline. So I mean, I just, I wanted to fucking De Niro it and just slam my fucking phone into the desk over and over and over because I'd been had, I'd been fucking had because we didn't have $350 to send. We said, I said, all right, well, let's do this. We were say we were trying to save because we were a cash only operation. We had no more credits and we were buying food and shit like that and paying car payments. So I dug into whatever savings we had possibly accumulated and we're saving to use for the, when the shit hits the fan again, if you're poor, you know, this, you pay your car payments, you pay your insurance payments and you pay your electric, your phone and your, your rent. That's it. Cable can fucking wait. Credit cards absolutely fucking wait. They're the last fucking thing you pay. But because these people kept calling and we had a little bit extra, I just, I was so tired of hearing from them every single fucking day. I went, you know what? I'll make, I'll, I'll make this guy my point guy. And he assured me, he's like, you can pay me every month. We'll talk. He goes, I'll call every week to see how you're doing. I mean, he was, he was this, the best, the best guy I'd ever talked to. 
Two days later, they sent a, knuckle, another, a fucking knuckle breaker. No, pay me. You got to pay. No, I don't know who Mark is, but you better send a check or, or we're going to start legal proceeding. I'm like, you got to slow down, dude. I fucking sent the money. Well, no, you didn't send all of it. You still, I have your archive file right here. And I just hung up the phone. I just hung up the fucking phone because I, and I was so dis fucking crestfallen. I just sat there chest heaving, just like furious because I had been had, I'd been fucking had. So I opened up this fucking envelope from the bank and it runs it all down. And it is, uh. It is a, it's a credit card from, from 2012, 13, you know, whenever Karen left and somehow, I mean, cause I've, I've had other people send me notes. We've written off the judgment. They sell it to a bill collector and then that person stops sending mail, whatever the fuck. But this, these people, somehow they went to a court in New Jersey and they won a judgment against me and they put a lien and froze my bank account. And, uh, and so literally they had, they had given them, they, they charged the $35. They didn't pay Shannon's check. That's what drives me crazy. They charged the $35 for the bouncing check. They charged the $125 for the lien. And then they gave the last like $200 that I had to this company with the lien. And that's why I had no money in the bank. I, I was right on the number. You know, like I said, I had around $400 in the bank and I knew it. Uh, but they, they, fucked me. And I, and I, I just looked at it and I was like, Holy fuck. I mean, I, and now, and so then I'm sitting there with nothing. I got nothing. And they said, your bank account's frozen. And I, I don't even, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what to do now. I don't know. I've made, you know, uh, I've been very lucky and I've made some arrangements and figured some stuff out. So I'm fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not putting this out there in some, I don't need to go fund me. I don't need anybody to send me any money. Everything's okay. Uh, but, but it, at the time it just, it was such a fuck. And also dudes, this motherfucking lean <laughs> was served on Christmas Eve. Chris, dudes, dudes, fuck. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Goddamn Christmas Eve. Uh, could it be any more cliche? Could you do that? Is there any way you could do that where you sent me something and really fucked me the hardest you possibly could? Could you, is there any way you could just send a message to me? Because I like, I even looked down at it and in my head, I'm like, was it, was it possibly signed by Henry F. Potter? Could that, could that really be true? I mean, I'm, I'm uncle Billy walking around with fingers tied with strings, trying to remember shit. And meanwhile, fucking Henry F. Potter takes my last $3,000. Another building and loan gets fucking closed. And I'm like, holy fuck. How dare you? The Shannon and loan got completely closed. The check bounced and I was fucking ruined. So now I got Zuzu's pedals. I don't know what the fuck to do with my Christmas season. I, I literally December 24th, the New Jersey court put it in the, and then they filed and they hit, hit my bank with it. So, uh, I, I, it just, it was just, and it's one of those things where you're like, what the fuck do I do? What the, you know, you don't know. Cause again, you're trying, you're doing the best you can. And, and it's always something. There's always something that will remind you, you know, you, you've, your past exists. You know, I thought I was, I was doing the right thing. Like I said, rebirth, living my life. We're doing, I'm getting Twitch underway. I'm getting all this stuff squared away and, uh, and staying ahead of the game money wise. And I'm paying this and I'm cutting the cord and I'm saving money here. And I'm, 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 I was going to increase my health insurance, but I, you know, if I would have gone from the bronze to the silver plan, it would have been another $199 a month. So instead I let it increase 80. And, uh, and I just was like, all right, man, I, you know, I'm, I, you're making the you're making the right moves and you're growing up and you're being an adult and you're taking care of business. And then a fucking out of nowhere, 
Mr. Potter gobsmacks me with a fucking lien and takes all my money and leaves me with nothing, nothing, zero, a bank account full of goddamn dust. And again, I'm not doing this. I'm not reaching out. I'm not like I need help. Everything's fine. I got it. I got, I made, I hustled. I made phone calls. I did what I had to do. And I'm also, I'm square. Everything's good. Um, now I, I still owe these motherfuckers the money, I guess I, I don't, you know, my bank account, I'm using it. It hasn't been frozen to the point where I can't use it. I'm depositing money. I'm paying bills. I'm doing that. Uh, but they, you know, and look, uh, <laughs> I vowed to be an adult this year. Have I hidden from this a little bit? I have, uh, I've kind of shrunk from the, from the challenge and I'm, I'm handling my regular life business without figuring out what to do here. And, and, and I will tell you, it's not like they haven't dinged my bank account again yet. I'm sure they will. Who knows? But I, but now I'm operating in a, in a, in a strange vacuum where I'm just trying to stay one step ahead of the fucking Reaper. And we all are right. Everybody's doing that. You know, like I said, you got kids, you got a life, you do whatever you make the choices you make. And, but boy, I did not, I did not see this coming. I did not see a lean at Christmas time. That just sounds, I mean, literally that sounds like the worst possible Christmas song you could ever write. You know what? That's some fucking old school country music. Garth Brooks, my dog ran away shit, a lean at Christmas time. I should write the fucking song or have Mex do it because what a fucking mess, dude. I, and I, cause I did not see it. I had no, again, I'm sitting with a mod in a car trying to gas up. And then the next thing you know, I drop him off and I got a fucking thick packet. That's like four inches thick with 30 papers signed by fucking Henry Potter telling me, Hey man, we took all your money. Merry Christmas. Jesus. Fuck. Uh, so, so, so the point of this is, um, stay on top of stuff. I guess, is that what I was saying? Is that what I'm trying to tell you? Is there a way I can tell you to stay ahead of your bills? Cause that's what I'm trying to do. You know, when we talked last week, last week was the first week of the rest of my life. And, and I'm doing everything I can to do to every week, make the right moves. And here we are Monday again, Monday's a work day. We're taking care of this, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm ready to go. But boy, even though you see your future stretching out ahead of you, be very careful. Because if you turn around, you will find out your past is right there on your fucking heels. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You guys can be my uh, follower at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Did you know I'm on Instagram and Snapchat? I am. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat, Mike40YOB. Go ahead and find me there and add me, please. I'm also on the PS4. If you have a PlayStation Network, you can uh, find me. I'm Mike40YOB. Add me as a friend on there. I'd love that very much. We've got the Twitch channel up and running and I am streaming all the goddamn time. It's fucking perfect. You know, the, uh, the Twitch channel is, is it's, I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm streaming every day, every Tuesday through Sunday. I am streaming usually at three o'clock in the afternoon, but right now we are putting together schedules. I'm making all sorts of things are happening. There's bells, there's whistles right now. All we're doing is playing and we're accumulating followers, which is pretty good. I think I'm up to like 320 followers or something, which is really great. Uh, I would love to get up to a thousand. And once we get new people in there, we get the chat going. I'm trying to make partner. As you know, I'm making affiliate, which is good. So I'm making money through there. Uh, and then I want to go ahead and be, be a partner, which is when I guess you can make some, uh, some, you know, pretty decent money. It's almost like a job. And I'm, and I'm doing this in addition to the driving, in addition to the podcast, in addition to Patreon, in addition to everything else. And like I said, I'm looking at theaters. There's all sorts of stuff I've got going on. So, uh, so please know things are exciting and things are good, even though this fucking stop story, I just told you, but I mean, that's just the way it was. Um, I, I'm more disappointed, honestly, that I, that this happened after the fires. Cause now I know I can't run to Malibu and hide in there and fucking live. Uh, but anyway, so like I said, Instagram, Snapchat, Mike four zero YLB, the PS four, Mike four zero YLB, the Twitch channel, twitch.com slash or nope. 
twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Follow me there. That'd be great. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you want to subscribe, you can do a tier one, tier two, tier three subscription. You can be an Amazon uh, subscriber. If you're a prime person, you can do a Twitch prime subscription, which costs you nothing, but it still gets me money from Amazon. So that's really cool. So go ahead and be a, if you're an Amazon prime person, do a Twitch prime subscription. You got to hunt a little bit on the website, but be able to find it and, and push a button and you're in and we're in and I'm in and we're all in. So please check out the Twitch channel. It works out great for me and you and watch me play Red Dead Redemption and other games are coming, man. Like I said, I've got a stack of games here that my buddy John gave me. I've got PS4 games to play and uh, other listeners have, you know, our friend Jeremy has stepped up and he's going to help me uh, stream Raspberry Pi old school games. And I'll tell you all about that in the future. Once it all comes to fruition, I'll go ahead and let you in. But uh, but right now, please go to the Twitch channel and follow me there and watch me play Red Dead and possibly Spider-Man soon and all these other games. It's going to be fun and I hope you'll be there because I'm pretty fucking funny. Uh, I, I, that's, I, I won't lie to you. I mean, I'm fucking great at this. So, uh, as soon as more people see that, the better it is. So please join me at the Twitch channel. Um, you know, the 40 year old boy st- channel exists on YouTube as well. Now uh, there will be clips available for you to look there. There's a, you know, cause I call that, I say there's the 40 year old boy channel at Twitch where we're calling it the super angry guy, Gene, happy, good time, twitching hour. That is never an hour. It's often two, often four, sometimes nine, which is ridiculous, but uh, I'll be taking clips of those and then putting it in a, in its own little uh, folder there on YouTube. There's the super angry guy, Gene, happy, good time, twitching hour. Uh, folder and it'll have a bunch of Twitch clips in there. You can see what we're doing. So I'll tell you what, that's even a better thing to do. If you go look at those clips, watch those, they're short little quick bites and you'll see exactly what I'm doing on Twitch and might, it might inspire you to come and join and, and, and check me out. And I'll tell you this. I want to say a special thank you to everybody who comes out to Twitch because, um, I have regulars, which is astonishing to me because there are people who come and they'll hang out with me the entire time. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say everybody's name. I'm not going to be able to, but like Jason and Ruben and Rob and uh, Liana and Tanya Anne has been showing up, um, you know, all, all, all sorts of great people. Jeremy, Ruben. Did I say Ruben? I think I did. Uh, Jeremy, I, every, every, everybody who comes and joins Christy has been coming and, and hanging out. Uh, everybody is really fantastic and they're coming out and hanging out and have a good time on the channel. And then here's my favorite thing. Whenever anybody, like I think I said this last week, I may have, whenever anybody says, man, you're funny. Everybody goes, Oh my God, he's got a podcast. You got to check it out. Here's the YouTube link. Here's the iPod link. And then, and thank you. Everybody's the fucking greatest. So I appreciate you doing that for me. So go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and be a follower. Check me out on there. Check out the YouTube channel, the 40 year old boy, YouTube channel, subscribe to that. So YouTube thinks I'm a hitter. And, uh, and we've got all these other things you can check out Instagram, Snapchat, everything I mentioned. Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. He's the coolest. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Contact him and tell him you're uh, very interested in exploring his Ryan Dirksness. I don't know. Just tell him tell him thanks for what he does. And of course, David Max Hernandez does all the artwork and the music for this show because he's the king of kings. Uh, again, that's very much like he's Jesus. I mean, he's got the same skin color, but other than that, I don't know if I want to put the guy as a deity, uh, but I worship him and I think you should too. You can get him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Be his friend on there. But if you want to see the artwork, well, first of all, he does the artwork for this show always, which you can see and you hear the music, which is great. But uh, but the Facebook stuff that he does for this show is is one thing. But he also can do artwork for you if you wanted to hire him to do said artwork. He's at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. You can go check out the website, browse around and look at the past works he's done. You know, you'll see examples of things he's done for us examples from his sketchbooks you'll see his valscapes and his guy cons that he made and he sold and you can see the quality work that he could do for you depending on what you want for birthday anniversary anybody coming up that needs some sort of celebration if you just want to fucking treat yourself and have a small painting for your desktop or something big you can put on a fucking wall if you want watercolors if you want oil paints he is willing and able to do any of that as long as you're paying he's painting 
So go ahead and find our friend David Mex Hernandez. He is the he is my longtime friend. He's the consigliere. He's uh, he's a partner in crime. He's everything you could want in a friend and and uh, and a collaborator. And you can and I'm Jesus Christ. I got to get his dick out of my mouth for the rest of this fucking promo. What's wrong with me? Um, find him at artbydmh.com. That's a r t b y d m h. dot com. I'm gonna win the wheel of fortune The fans all waiting till Christmas night Talking about mass destruction All gonna see you get it right Living in an errand of two go-getters Two young ladies are about to chew it Choke you out with my mastery of letters The question is which shirt will I be wearing when I do it Cause I Ben Schmidt is Ben Can beat the wheel Ben Schmidt is Ben Can beat the wheel Ben Schmidt is Ben Can beat the wheel Where you gonna go when I dominate the show Jack's here and Vanna's looking hot About to fall into my scheme Whoa, just lost this puzzle Cause I forgot the goddamn show It got a Christmas theme Only one down, a lot more to go I know I'm better than these assholes Hey, I just lost another one Oh, no, no dick about camping What the hell, a tempo You finish this, man Can't be the wheel, you finish this, man Can't be the wheel I'm the best that's ever played this game But you're fucking up my plans I'm not really about to Patrick It just sounded more massive But if you don't help me win this bitch I'm gonna cross face chicken That's why I'm here, that Win some money by hook or crook Wild card coming, would you look at that? A nice 10k with a big look. Next thing coming, near the crowd erupt Here's the one time I win some dough Wait, the click is heading for the bankrupt Will it, won't it, will it, won't it, will it, won't it No! You finish me this Can't be the wheel, you finish me this Can't be the wheel, you can't be the wheel What you gonna do when it rolls on you And say you Finch me this Can't be the wheel You Finch me this Can't be the wheel You Finch me this Can't be the wheel Gotta tell my friends that this is how it is I say you Finch me this As I record this, and look, I don't want to get too deep into this. I don't want to. I don't want to belabor the point. I don't. I. It's just. It's. It's just more nonsense. And I, and look, I'm all about nonsense. You know me. You know I love nonsense. 
I have fuck. Just listen to the past hour or whatever the fuck it was. That was definitely some nonsense, along with a poignant story about how you shouldn't let things get out of hand. <laughs> I don't know how poignant, but there were and a story, eh, anecdote, maybe that I stretched out. Who the fuck knows? But I'm I'm glad you listened and I'm glad you've made it this far. But I will tell you this, folks. As I record this uh, on Monday, January, whatever the fuck, in the year of our Lord, I will tell you that as literally as I'm recording this, um. The president of the United States is filling the White House with McDonald's and Wendy's to feed a championship football team. And and let me tell you, people are losing their minds. It, you've, you've got the people on one side who are going, oh, my Christ, this fucking cheap cocksucker. Why the fuck is he buying Big Macs and Wendy's for the fucking national championship football team? That makes no fucking sense. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got people going, aha, this owns the libtards. You elites wouldn't like fast food. Is that what you're trying to say? This is what good old boys like to eat is McDonald's and, and Wendy's and Pizza Hut and Domino's and whatever the fuck else he's putting there. You libtards and everybody else is like you hillbillies, libtards, hillbillies, libtards, hillbillies. And I mean, who, who, I, and look, I've devoted more than enough time now to talking about it. I shouldn't have even mentioned the goddamn thing, but it's been, it's been consuming my day as I read it on Twitter and I saw it and I kept glancing back and I don't know who the fuck cares you know who should care the clumsy people if, if they're if they're happy who the fuck cares is it a classless move yeah is it fucking stupid yeah is there a government shutdown and the chef's off or whatever the fuck yeah i guess so but i mean whose fault is that like i don't want to get into this fucking argument i don't but uh but it's up to the clemson guys if they're if these big fucking linemen and then these linebackers they're happy going to the white house because it's fancy and then they get to eat some mcdonald's that's fine I mean, it sounds stupid when Trump is like, I bet this is the kind of food they like to eat as if he's just he, it literally it's almost he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I've taken a magnifying glass to the pores and this is what they put down their gullet. Uh, but also, he's a guy who loves McDonald's like he, you know, he he's well done steak and drowns it in fucking ketchup. He's a he's a he's got the mouth of a rube. That's all I'll say. He's got the money of a billionaire or the millionaire or whatever the fuck. But he's got the mouth of a rube, whether he's talking or eating. And so he thinks that this is. Like he's, but the worst part is he called it good American food. That was the worst part. He's like, this is good American food. It's like, dude, don't, I mean, you've, you've done enough to poison the world against us. <laughs> please, please quit trying to proclaim us as, as like fast food. Cause I mean, hamburgers, yes, but you can, you can make them in a way where they're not wrapped in a, and here's the thing that really fucked me up. Like I saw the photo All right, he tweeted out a photo. And then, like I said, the team isn't even there yet. I don't know if they fucking like it. They don't like it, whatever the fuck. But again, Twitter loses their minds because he's got sterling silver trays and candlelight with fucking fast food. And it, it just looks like the kind of shit you'd see in Brewster's Millions when Richard Pryor had to spend enough fucking money and get rid of it. And so he threw a party, but he didn't know what the fuck to do. And he couldn't hire big time chefs. So he went ahead and bought all the fucking fast food in the goddamn world. And I guess Trump was saying he bought the fast food. He's like, I, I paid for it. And so what? You brag about being a fucking billionaire, even though we know you're not. And so you're a millionaire, whatever the fuck you've got money, but don't. So you went to McDonald's. Like if you, if you somehow called chef Jose Andres and you closed one of his restaurants and you, you bought it out for the night and then you're impressing me, then you're actually dropping some money, but to tell me that you paid for it. And also you, you might've, you know, I don't want the president of my country living by the credo of I'll buy if you fly. I just don't. He's like, he sent, cause he sent the, the workers out you know, yeah, the chef is off. He's like, yeah, man, the chef's off. So we had to go ahead and do this, but you still had to send aides or whoever the fuck or Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to wait in line or have a drive through with a fucking van or whatever the fuck they handle. However, they handle their business. Steve Mnuchin and his fucking uh, uh, gold digging wife. They went ahead and picked up the chicken McNuggets. I mean, 
what the fuck? It just, it's just, and again, it's just, I can't believe we've gotten here. I can't believe this is where it wound up. And I'll tell you what, if Obama put out a spread of fucking fast food for people, people would lose their fucking minds. They'd make fun of him, call him a fucking, like a ghetto guy. They would, they would just fucking ruin him. Nobody would defend it and say, oh, we're, oh I apologize. The liberals would. They'd go, no, this is, oh, this is part of the common man touch. I mean, it's, that's the thing. No matter who fucking does this, one side's going to say yay. One side's going to say boo. That's just how they fucking handle it. And it's, uh, and that was my phone going off and I, it's, you know what? I even have it silenced. It's fucking silenced. Goddamn you phone. And that's an, uh, if it's going to go, it might make it, uh, oh man, I got it. I want to throw it across the fucking room. I don't know. You know, I'm gonna turn it off. I will turn it off right now. Hold on. We're turning the phone off. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no, Siri, shut up. <laughs> I had to push both buttons. All right. Now it's off. Jesus. I don't use Siri. Do you use Siri? I mean, I, there's a woman who lives in my phone and that's pretty cool. And you'd think that I'm the guy, like a, literally I'm the dude who would love that a lady who lives in my phone, but it's pointless. I mean, I, I can Google shit. I don't need to go, Hey Siri, find this or call this. I mean, I, what's it save you? Three seconds. Lily used to use it all the goddamn time and good for her. She needed to, she had bad eyes and uh, like a, you know, a bad thumb and fucking jaw and knee. And I mean, I, well, I mean, Siri's not doing any dance moves for her, but at the same fucking time she could go, Hey Siri, call blah, blah, blah. And then it would dial it up. But I don't want a fucking country that's buy, I'll buy you fly. I don't want a president telling people to do that because he sent the aides and whoever the fuck else out to go pick up this food. And then it's all on this big fucking table. Right? And Abe Lincoln, there's a picture of Abe Lincoln in there. And Abe Lincoln is just, he's staring down and I'm sure he's just shaking his fucking head. And by the way, it's good to have Abe Lincoln's portrait in the room where you're serving college athletes because essentially they are, they are slaves. I mean, not, you know, when you, yes, I know they get a college education, but Jesus Christ, college coaches make $6 million a fucking year. And these guys are like, well, you get tuition and and then they sell their jerseys and shit. It's just a fucking mess. Why am I even bringing this up? Uh, Because it was stuck in my fucking head because I saw that our president was serving uh, literally thousands of dollars of fast food as if that's a good thing. Like I, you know, aha, look how rich I am. Fuck you. You fucking Beverly Hillbillies, cement pond, Jethro granny, possum eating motherfucker. How dare you, man? So gross. And also I'm, but I'm also saying I don't care if the Clemson dudes are happy. That's fucking great. If they were just like, dude, this is fucking hilarious. We're at the white house. We're eating fucking big Macs. Cool. I mean, would I have done it? Do I think it's the right move? No, Honestly, like I said, if some fucking fancy chef, you know what what should happen is some fucking fancy chef should go, you know what? Fuck Trump. Come to my restaurant. I'll show you what fucking real food is. If a guy does that, then he's a fucking hero forever. Um, Maybe not forever. Maybe not a hero. (laughs) Maybe maybe he'll get publicity for his restaurant and that'll be it. David Chang should do it, man. Some guy who's got a fucking restaurant there in D.C. or even in South Carolina, some fucking fancy restaurant should just be like, hey, let's have the Clemson team and coaches and I'll fucking, you know, we'll, we'll make up a big fucking menu for you guys befitting of a fucking champion, you know, because you, you just crushed Alabama. You've won two out of three years. So we should do something other than give you a fucking pickle slice. Jesus, what a fucking hump. <laughs> hey, uh, did you know we got sponsors for this show? You should for fuck's sake. When I say sponsors, that's plural and that's wrong. We have sponsor for this show. The paranoid strain podcast sponsors this show. You can find it under the iTunes store and download it right now. Fearful Jesuit is the host uh, right now. Still the flat earth episode is what's in there because again, he paces them out. But when you subscribe, you'll be alerted. That is the new one. And I was informed. I was contacted by fearful Jesuit last week. I insinuated that the next episode was going to be about something. And it is not, I don't want to give things away because I don't want to reveal things. You know, fearful Jesuit likes to surprise people. That's how he handles his business. But I insinuated it would be about a certain topic and it is not going to be. Now the topic is being covered. It'll be covered in a couple of months. But, uh, but next week, next month's show is a, is not about the thing I hinted it was about if I did that. All right. I may have, 
<laughs> Fearful Jesuit is the host. Dana is his sidekick. They do the great show, The Par- uh, Paranoid Strain, which is available in the iTunes store right now. Do me a favor, download it, subscribe to it, leave a review in the iTunes store saying, you know what, Mike, the 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt, sent me over here, and we love this show almost as much as we love his, because again, still, I am the talent. Do not surpass me. Your love for his show cannot surpass your love for mine. However, you can be very happy that I referred you over there and talk about how much you love his fucking show and be happy that I sent you there, because by, you know, and then, then I'm getting the shine. I'm getting a little rub, I'm getting a little shine off the fearful Jesuit. Uh, but that is uh, available now in the iTunes store. Please download it right now. I hear about flat earthers and uh, and bridges and duels and holy fuck yawning. Nobody fucking cares uh, about yawning. I should say everybody cares about the Paranoid Strain podcast, which is available now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download it. And you can also contact Fearful Jesuit at the Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Tell him how much you love the show and tell him that we sent you because he'll uh, he'll understand then the kind of worldwide influence we bring to bear upon the podcasting world. Do you want me to call your family? Do you want me to call one of your friends? Do you want me to have a phone in hand and uh, and actually record a message for someone that you know? Well, then you want the Cameo app on your phone. Cameo, uh, it's bookcameo.com or the Cameo app on your phone. And again, there's a million of famous people. They're charging so much money. Well, then you got me, just a guy who can talk. And I'm only charging you 20 bucks, of which I see a percentage but a good percentage. Otherwise I would not be doing it. And also I know a guy who knows a guy who knows the guy who knows the guy who runs cameo. And, uh, and so I'm lucky to even be on the fucking platform. I'm going to be honest with you. There's, there's so many heavy hitters over there now and big time YouTube stars and comedians, but I'm there. The, I'm the little Schmitty that could, and I can call up your friend or leave a video for them. What you want to do is get the cameo app on your phone and book me please. And I will, like I said, I'm more than happy to call your kindergarten teacher and tell them they fucked up your life. Or I can call one of your high school teachers and say, seize the day. Dead Poets Society style, whatever you'd like me to do. doesn't have to be teachers, by the way. <laughs> you want a cousin? You want me to call your cousin and talk about that awkward night you guys spent together in the same bed and, and how you've never spoken of it again? I'll go ahead and mention that. If you want to talk to a summer camp counselor who influenced you in a way that other counselors and other teachers never did because when it looked like you didn't care so much and you were homesick, they put their arm around you and they showed you how to make a dream catcher. I'll call that fucking person and tell them they're the best. Whatever you need, man, book me through the Cameo app. Put it on your phone right now. Cameo, download it. iTunes store. It's there. Uh, You want to drive for Uber? Sure you do. You want to drive for Lyft? Of course you do. It's not a pyramid scheme, as others have said. (laughs) If you want to drive for Lyft, there's a code you can use. And it's, uh, it's my name, and it's all caps, M-I-K-E-720057. That's a double zero, I should say. M-I-K-E-720057. That's what you want to do is go ahead and sign up for Lyft with my name. Now, I'll tell you this. There is a listener out there who did sign up for Lyft. Thank you. They don't tell me who you are, but they tell me you're in progress. But get this. Here's, here's, the, uh, here's the, <laughs> the rub of this. It says, congratulations, a referral of yours has signed up to drive for Lyft. If they complete 190 rides in four days, you'll get $500. Now, that's uh, that's a lot. That's a full-time gig right there. That's a full-time lifter. Now, I hope you're out there doing it. I hope you're hustling. I hope every day you're hustling, hustling to make me that money because I am your Uber pimp. And, uh, and I appreciate you even signing up. So let's put it this way. Will I get bonuses? I will, depending on how often you drive and where you live. But... Uh, but are the odds good? Nah, not really, but that's okay. I appreciate you signing up. So if you want to sign up for Lyft, like I said, Mike 720057, go ahead and sign up using that code. And if you're a first time rider of Lyft, use that code. And I still get some shine off of that. It works out perfectly. Uh, you get a ride. I get some, a little spiffaroo. And if you want to drive for Uber, use the code DJZW1YTTUE, DJZW1YTTUE. 
Uh, that is that is the code to use as a driver. Or if you want to be a first-time rider. And again, I get a spiff off of that too. DJZW1YTTUE for Uber. Mike72057, M-I-K-E72057 for Lyft. All caps for Lyft, all lowercase for Uber. And uh, and use it, man. Go out there, drive or ride or do whatever you got to do. Get me some uh, some backwash. <laughs> That's the gross way to put it. A kickback. How about that? A kickback sounds better. Sounds almost illegal. Like you give me an under the table payment for your riding around or driving around. But backwash sounds like you just fucking spit in my face. And we can't have that. Look, I'm happy to be your Uber pimp. But if you spit in my face, I got to warn you, I'm going to heat up the coat hanger and beat your ass. You'll have fucking burn lines all over your thighs and the Johns will be asking you fucking questions, man. <laughs> Name that movie. What 80s movie featured a pimp? I, I want to give you the star. I want to tell you who it is. Uh, you know what? Actually, I will tell you this. One of the stars. Well, I talked about this on the, on the show many times because it's a, it's a trivia question that you should know. Uh, an actress played a hooker in there, but then an actress became really famous in the 80s, but not for acting. So who is it? You tell me. And I, you win nothing. I have nothing to give you because, again, the Internet, I know you'll look it up and you'll find it right there. But there's a movie where a pimp, he heats up a coat hanger and he beats up a fucking hooker. Now, the hooker, she was an actress in the movie, but then she became very famous in the 80s, but not for acting. But she was very famous. Uh, and I won't tell you who played the pimp, but uh, and I certainly won't tell you who played the coat hanger. No, that's that. I'm keeping that to myself. You know what? I have to tell you, it was Robert De Niro. He was the coat hanger. That's how method that fucking guy is. He said, bend me up and heat me up and smack that girl in the thighs. Bend me up and heat me up and smack that girl in the thighs. That's one of my favorite drinking songs. <laughs> bend me up and heat me up and smack that girl in the thighs. And lead the burn lines. All right. Uh, so that's Uber and Lyft. You're driving. That's Cameo. You're, you're, I'm talking. Uh, Paranoid Strain. They're sponsoring. Let's talk about my website, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. If you go there now, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com and go to the Joe Business page, which lurks. It does exist. The Joe Business page is there. And on there, you know, we got some stuff for sale that you might be interested in. But more importantly, I think, uh, because I I only say more importantly because a lot of you have the stuff I'm selling. But I will tell you that the Amazon link lurks and lives right there on the Joe Business page. If you click on that, friends... It'll take you into the Amazon store because, look, we all go to Amazon. We all shop there. And look, Jeff's having a tough couple of weeks here. He's got Lauren Sanchez now to support. So we got to go ahead and make sure he gets a couple of bucks in his pocket. So go ahead and use my Amazon link right there on the Joe business page. And all of a sudden, again, it costs you nothing. It costs you 10 seconds to find it. Then you click through, then you're an Amazon, do your regular shopping. I get money. They get money. You get stuff. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. They get money. We get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly no matter how you say it. Unless we say you get stuff first. That's not good. Uh, And I guess actually that's the real natural progression of things. You get stuff. I get money. They get money. Uh, But it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It doesn't sound doesn't roll off the tongue too well. But go ahead and use our Amazon link. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. Works out great for me and helps the show very, very much. And if you're an Amazon Prime customer. Look for the Twitch Prime subscription, which costs you nothing. You can subscribe to me via Twitch Prime, and I get money for that. It costs you nothing. And uh, and it lets Amazon know, hey, these guys know Mike Schmidt, and they're subscribing to his channel, and maybe that's a guy we should think about. Because, again, with Twitch, I'm learning there's all, all this monetization, and the whole key is to get people to see your clips. You know, the whole thing is for people to see who you are. Then they tune in, then there's followers and subscribers and, you know, the partnership thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going up and up in the partnership thing. you got to average 75 people a stream for a full month. 
No, it's a little rough, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see if I can I can pull that off. Right now, I'm an affiliate. I'm making some money, and that makes me happy. And I'm happy to everybody who tunes in on Twitch. We talked about that already. Why am I going into it again? But please go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, use the Amazon link, and click through. Also, folks, if you want to become a Patreon patron of this show, that would be fantastic, and I would appreciate it very much. Now, let's talk about some people who've done just that. Um, our great friend Aaron Ach. Uh, it could be Aaron Ach, but I'm going to say Aaron Ach, A-C-H. Aaron has become a new patron. Thank you, Aaron. I'm going to clap. Thank you so much for becoming a patron of this show. You're the best. And also our friend John Jensen has signed up to become a patron of this show. John Jensen, Aaron Ock, thank you so much for joining the Patreon and becoming new subscribers and helping me get where I want to be so I can start looking for theaters. I've already sent out letters to two cities and trying to hear back from them. And, uh, you know, this summer I'm going to be on the road. Like I said, I'll be in Ohio. I know for sure. I don't have a fush, uh, an official date, but it'll be June or July. Probably be in Toronto this summer. Uh, you know, I, I, not probably. I will be in Toronto this year, probably in the summer, but it could be in the fall. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, but I'm excited to do all of these things, and, and you're really helping by joining the Patreon. So the Patreon page does exist. Aaron Ach and John Jensen are our newest patrons. And let me throw this out there. Um, Todd, I don't know if you want me to say your last name, but Todd, I was streaming. And, and Todd is a name I think I recognize. Um, I think Todd has given to the show before, but it's a, it was an interesting time. Todd gave... Uh, after a stream. And I don't know if they, if Todd found me on Twitch or if Todd listens to the podcast, I think Todd listens to the podcast because I recognize the name before, but, uh, and Todd gave a very generous gift and thank you so much, Todd, what you've, uh, Todd probably paid for a theater. Honestly, uh, whenever I go out of town, he, he single-handedly covered the cost of a theater. And I appreciate that very much, Todd. You're the fucking best. So thank you so much, Todd, for stepping up with the, with the PayPal gift. Aaron and John, thank you so much for becoming patrons at Patreon. And, uh, and thanks to all of you. Anybody who gives a fucking dime or a dollar or, or, or just a listen to this show or a laugh. I appreciate it very much. You're the coolest. And let's talk about that. On that, on that note, you know, I did a Christmas stream and I threw it out there for you guys. We did a Christmas stream, me and Ahmad. And uh, cookies and hot chocolate and a Santa hat and a scarf and a roaring fireplace behind me. And uh, people sent gifts and that was fantastic. But now I will tell you this. There were people who sent other gifts and they got there after the Christmas stream. And I've been sitting on them because, uh, you know, they wanted to watch me open them just like the streamers did. And I tried. And then in my head, I'm like, how do I do this? Do I FaceTime them? But I'm going to do it here on the show. I'm going to open these gifts now on the show and we'll see what they are. It's two gentlemen who sent me gifts, but I'll tell you what, I've got like five packages. I don't know <laughs> if they all sent multiple gifts or what, but let me get the first thing here. This is an envelope from Amazon Prime, but it has uh, it has a return address. Uh, oh, I see. This is in Las Vegas. This is something in Las Vegas. So, But it was sent from Amazon. So this is purchased through Amazon. So let's go in here and rip it open. I cut it with the scissors so I could rip it open. Uh, all right, let me reach in here and grab this. This is... Uh, okay, folks. This looks like a... Uh, it's, it, you know what? It is exactly what it looks like. An Ajinomoto Ajipanda bottle. Ajipanda. Ajinomoto Ajipanda bottle. And it looks like it's a salt shaker. No, it's... Uh, no, it's... Uh, Ajinomoto Ajipanda seasoning, whatever that is, uh, from Japan. And it's uh it's in a, a a panda bottle. I will put up a picture on the uh on the Joker's page, but literally it's in a bottle with it has a panda head with eyes and a smile and it's all in Japanese. It came from Japan. And uh, and it has hold on, it has a gift receipt here. So, Ajinomoto Ajipanda bottle and uh the description, all right, here's what here's a note. 
The description for this item was badly translated and very funny. I wanted to copy it here, but it's too long. If I'm in the chat when you open this, I will try to post it there. Um, but unfortunately, it does not have a name. So I don't know who sent me the Ajinomoto Aji Panda bottle, but uh, that, but that's fucking amazing. Thank you so much. You're so cool to think of me. Uh, all right, so there's that. That's a bottle of. Uh, I can't wait to taste that seasoning. I'm going to put it on something. Probably rice, you would imagine. With Japan, I'm not supposed to be eating rice. Uh, J- John will kill me. He won't kill me, but I mean, he's like no carbs. All right, hold on. One more, another box. All right, this is an Amazon box. Punch through the bottom and open it this way. All right. Uh, hold tight, everybody. Oh, it's in a little pouch. A gift for you. Okay, let me, uh, and we can throw the box over there. Hi. That was me away from the microphone. All right, it's in a sparkly container, like uh, with a thing, and it says a gift for you. Oh, and then it has a, an envelope. Keep your gift a surprise. Unwrap your present before opening this envelope. Well, thank you, Amazon, for the instructions. There's a nice red ribbon on this, and I will go ahead and uh, untie and then untie again. Oh, and there's a card attached. Should I read the card? I mean, Amazon told me not to read stuff. Hi, Mike. Here's one of my favorite games I'd like to see you play. Take care. Paul. Now, I assume this is from our good friend South Philly Paul. I should have looked at the label on the box. But, uh, but Paul told me, I know for a fact Paul was sending something. So this is probably from our friend South Philly Paul. And let me open this uh, bag gently, carefully. And I will pull out Dishonored 2. Winner of the best multi-platform game in 2016. Winner editor's choice. Take back what's yours. Reprise your reprise, reprise, reprise your role as a supernatural assassin in Dishonored 2, the follow-up to Dishonored, winner of over 100 Game of the Year awards. An otherworldly usurper has seized Empress Emily Caldwin's throne, leaving the fate of the Isles in chaos. Play as Emily or Corvo Atano and travel to Karnaka, the coastal city that holds the key to restoring Emily to power. Armed with new abilities, gadgets, and weapons, track down your enemies and take back what's yours. Well, fuck yeah, Dishonored 2. Thank you, Paul. South Philly Paul, I will absolutely play Dishonored too. I will have a stream of that uh, soon. I mean, I've got to, you know, we're figuring all of that out, but definitely that game will be played because you're the nicest person in the world to think of me and thank you for the gift. Oh, let's open the envelope. What did the envelope say? The envelope says uh, Dishonored 2, PlayStation 4. Oh, hi, Mike. Here's one of my favorite games I'd like to see you play. Take care, Paul. How weird. The card says the same thing as the envelope. Well, <laughs> that's that seems like some waste of paper, but good for them. And thank you, South Philly. You're the fucking best, man. Thank you for thinking of me for that. I got a new game to play, which makes me very happy. And I've got Annie Jimoto, uh Ajipanda seasoning. But wait, there's more. Hold tight. All right, this is another box from Amazon. Hold tight. Oh, boy. All right, let's open that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I don't know if I hit the microphone. This is probably hurting your ears, and I apologize. All right. So, oh, dude. Oh, dude. No fucking way. This is fantastic. And I know exactly who this is from. This is from our friend Ruben. Uh, folks, I am holding in my hand. Look, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of like, sports statues out there. You know, there's Funkos, which are cool looking. But then there are sports statues. And then there are, you know, action figures, things like that. But Todd McFarlane, who created Spawn, uh, he has a line called McFarlane's Sports Picks, and he puts out uh, all sorts of sports stars. And this is from the Cooperstown Collection. Well, I'll bet you can answer exactly who it is. I'll read you Ruben's notes. Go Phils. 
Hopefully by the time you read this, they will have signed another great third baseman, Manny Machado, we're hoping for. When you come to D.C., do it sometime when they're in town so we can go to a game. And this is uh, this is an MLB Cooperstown Series 2 figure. It's the greatest third baseman who ever lived. Philadelphia Philly, number 20, in his road uniform, the fucking blue, uh, the baby blue, powder blue uniforms. It is Mike Schmidt. And it comes with, dude, he's got a, you know, he's a stand-up. He's got a little, uh, he comes with a home plate. He comes with a bat and a ball. You can put the bat in his hand and have the ball like right on the end of it like he's smashing a fucking home run. Dude, that is fantastic. Ruben, you are the coolest. So now, man, my mantle is going to be completely jammed up. I've got to figure out, i got to move guys around and put them all sorts of different places. Uh, but Panda seasoning and a new fucking game, which is fucking cool, Dishonored 2, and then and another action figure. Uh, it was more of a statue. This is more of a statue, Mike Schmidt. Um, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. Are are is that all? Well, of course not. That's not fucking all. If that was all, I would have said goodbye. Hang tight. <laughs> all right, here's another big ass envelope from UPS. All right, I cut the top of the scissors, rip the top, and it's a cylinder. Let me pull it out of here. All right, it is a cylinder, like a cardboard cylinder, and it has stickers all over the cylinder. It's got a, a Buzz Lightyear. It's got a NASA. It's got a Deadpool. It's got a woman eating a melting popsicle. Hi, sticker. How are you? I enjoy that sticker very much. Uh, it's got a Supreme sticker. It's got a couple of Spider-Mans and Iron Man. It looks like a steamer trunk if you were traveling and had those, you know, like Sing, uh, Singapore and all those different stickers. Well, it's a it's a well-traveled cylinder, but I've got to open it up now. Hold on. Let me try to do this. It's cardboard. Let's pop that. Holy shit. There's a bunch of stuff in here. All right. Jesus Christ. Let's dump it all out. Jesus. All right, there we go. I have the cylinder is empty and a cylinder will be enough. If you just gave me a cylinder, I'd be happy. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure who. Oh, I'm sure the ad (laughs) It was probably on the UPS envelope, which I've now thrown away from me. I should have looked. Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. I know exactly who this is from. This is from South Philly, Paul. South Philly. uh, He sent because he sent me keto keto uh, keto starting kit. He sent me two keto chocolate peanut butter bars. And he sent me two grass-fed beef sticks, Chomps snack sticks, which are, they don't have any sugar. They're all fucking protein. So this is keto. And, uh, and so, cause he's been, he's been sending me awesome videos and stuff telling me to, cause my, my trainer really wants me to get on the keto thing. As I mentioned earlier, what was I going to put, I was going to put that seasoning on rice. Perhaps I'll put it on these peanut butter bars or something. Um, he's giving me a, pa- oh dude, this is a joker patch, uh, which is fucking cool as hell. And it looks like it's not, it's not a, it's a patch, like a card joker, but the word is stacked up and down so that, you know, the Joker actually has used that. Oh, my God. And then fucking Dark Knight playing cards where with, of course, with the Joker and, and uh, oh, it's the Joker playing cards. So it's not just Dark Knight. It's all Jokers. So the Joker is the he's the eight of hearts. He's the king. He's it's all different pictures and stills from the movie, The Dark Knight, which is fantastic. And then there's a bunch of stuff in rubber bands. Hold on. Let me slide these rubber bands off and see what we got here. Um. This is, holy shit, these are prints. They're kind of rolled up because of what happened. This is, whoa, dude, these are, these are prints, modern prints interpretations of, of Tarantino movies. Wow, this is crazy. Um, so if I can describe it, and again, I'm going to, I'll put it up on the Joker's page, but like Kill Bill. The picture of Kill Bill, it's all yellow, and then it's got a black church in the background with a bride running away, but the bride's shadow is her holding the sword. 
So she's in a in a wedding gown. You know, it's a silhouette. It's not it's not Uma. It's a it's a silhouette of her. But the but the actual holy Jesus, this is cool as hell. Um, and then the Jackie Brown. Here's one for Jackie Brown. And it's got a uh, the VW van, which is, which is where fucking De Niro winds up eating it, and then a plane, and then the bag that they switch in the fucking, and it's all different colors. So that's that's like kind of a seafoam green. The Kill Bill is yellow. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is, it's um, let's see, is it a? It's a bullet. Yeah, and it's a bullet, and it's got brown, blue, pink, blonde, orange, and white, and. Uh, and let's see. Oh, dude, this is just the coolest. And a black bullet. Nobody gets to be Mr. Black. So everybody wants to fight about on the other side. And then the other one is Pulp Fiction. And it's uh, it's a dude. It's a silhouette. I don't know where he got these. These are fucking incredible. It's a silhouette of Mia and and Vincent dancing at the point of a needle. So, so it's basically like a syringe. And the shadow it's casting is the two of them dancing. Holy God. I mean, these are all rolled. I'm going to have to put these. Dude, I got to no, I got to frame those. Maybe I can put them all in one big frame. That would be cool as hell. I mean, I, you know, that's, oh, that's a solid idea. All right. Holy shit, Paul. Well, that's, I mean, good God. There's like 15 things in that one fucking cylinder. You're so cool. Um, and by the way, uh, you know, I, I hope you guys don't, uh, I don't want to sound like some disingenuous fuckhead who's like, oh my God, a gift. Oh, another gift. I mean, I please know how much this genuinely means to me and how fucking happy I am that you guys would even think to, of me to send me something. Um, I hope you understand that. Cause I mean, I, I'm sure it's just like, we, another gift, we, a present, we, and you just, uh, it's fucking shitty. Um, if I, if you think it's phony, cause it's not. Uh, so Paul, the video game, and then these fucking, I'm going to get those framed. I'm definitely going to get those framed. And then the Joker patch, the cards, the keto stuff. Fantastic. And then, and then Todd, I, I'm sorry, Ruben, Todd McFarlane is who I was thinking of. Uh, that that Mike Schmidt is unbelievable. He'll go right on the fucking dresser of fame with all the Funkos. And uh, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. That's an amazing haul. Is there another box, Mike? A fucking course there is. Hold tight. <laughs> Let me grab this box and I'll punch through it like that. And open it up like this. And then... Uh, what the hell is this? What is this? Um... <laughs> All right. Holy. Oh, my God. Wait, I got to put if this is what I think it is. Hold tight, everybody. How funny. Holy shit. It is. God damn. Um, this is a black bear animal hat. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to assume that this is from Ruben because Ruben told me in the game, you know, I'm playing on, on the game on Twitch. Let's see, is he, is he on the label? No, it's all because it's also from Amazon. Jesus Christ. He, uh, in playing the video game and playing, you know, the streaming game, Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the first things you do is you run into Legendary Bear. And I was told by uh, Ruben, he's like, oh my God, you got to get, you go to Legendary Bear. You got to get the coolest hat. So I did. I went on this mission and I found Legendary Bear and you kill him and then the, you, the trapper turns his head into a hat for you. So it's just, there's like a ghost bison that you can kill oh, every legendary thing you can kill that turns it into something like gloves or whatever. So Ruben has sent me, uh, a black bear hat, which I have to wear when I'm streaming. I can't wear it yet. I'll wear it after the, you know, the podcast comes out Thursday. I'll wear it during Thursday stream. I'm telling you, you know, cause I don't want to just, uh, I don't want him to know that I open this until he hears the show. 
So yeah, I'll definitely wear this. I'll wear, oh my God, how am I going to fucking hold this for three days? That's fucking crazy. Uh, I will definitely wear it during Thursday's stream, which by the way, three o'clock, we always stream at three o'clock. Although I'm, uh, I'm taking people to the airport during the rest of the week. Oh fuck, forget times later this week. I, I always stream usually at three o'clock. All right. But, but holy shit, a bear hat, uh, a Mike Schmidt, uh, a video game, all of these posters, you, Paul and Ruben, I, I, I know you wanted to be part of the Christmas stream, but Jesus Christ, you've helped me out by, by sending me anything and getting me. And I, I'm, I'm happy to open it on the air. I hope you're, you're happy with me opening it on the air. And I'm, I, am I wearing the bear hat right now? I am. And I look fucking majestic in it. Don't kid yourselves. I look, I look goddamn great. And I, you know what? Now I want to start the game over and kill legendary bear while I'm wearing the legendary bear hat. I don't, I don't want anything to get in my way. I want to match the fucking screen. I want there to be symmetry. I want to stalk it. I want to find dung and fur and just see this fucking legendary bear. Come on. Come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey.